can of demonic possession happen so fast that one minute you're in the kitchen chopping vegetables and the next minute you're running through your house stabbing your loved ones in the throat. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to new episodes. And then we take a look at one of the newest conspiracy theories popping up right now. One that the internet overlords are trying their best to suppress. Is it possible that aquariums across the United States are actually fronts for child trafficking? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Garbiner. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I had a great vacation and I hope you guys had a great vacation too. You're like, no Jason, I worked the entire time you were off. But whatever you did over the last couple weeks, I hope you had a lot of fun doing it. And someone who always has fun walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now is one of our newest Patreon supporters. Everyone give it up for Barking Bunny. Yeah, woohoo! Come on in, hopping on into Dead rabbit command barking bunny barking bunny you're gonna be our captain our pilot this episode if you guys can't support the patreon i totally understand i really do just help spread the word about the show that really really helps out a lot now barking bunny let's go ahead and pick you up and scratch your little belly and then we're gonna toss you into the driver's seat of the jason jalopy we're leaving behind dead rabbit command we're gonna drive all the way out to stewartstown pennsylvania we're headed out to Stewartstown, Pennsylvania. It's August 22nd, 2022. So incredibly recent story that's going on here. And quite chilling. Quite a spooky story. We're going to start this off in the basement of a sleepy little house on Firebox Court in Stewartstown, Pennsylvania. You're like, oh no, I live on that street. Well, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've already heard about this story if you lived here. You're not like, oh, I wonder what all those police cars are doing in my neighborhood. Better listen to this paranormal podcast. We're at the home of the Fosek family. It's 7.30 p.m. Chop, 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 chop. Chop, 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 chop. And in the basement, this is a weird, this is a weird house. The story notwithstanding, the layout of this house is weird. Apparently, these people prepare their dinner in the basement of the house. That should be red flag number one. If someone ever says, hey, you want something to eat? And you're like, yeah, sure. And they walk into their spooky basement. Something bad's about to happen. But anyways, I guess back in the old times, all the food was in the basement, right? They had like root cellars. So if someone's like, hey, who wants some celery? And people are like, nobody, celery's disgusting. And the guy's like, I'll be right back. And you go down and like you dig through your root cellar, you're like digging up vegetables and stuff like that. But anyways, there's this dude named Keith Kretzer. He's a 32-year-old man, and he's chopping vegetables in the basement. Dun, 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 dun. Choppity, chop, chop, chops, digging up, digging up carrots with his bare hands. And also in the basement is his girlfriend, Christine Fusek. She's 34 years old, and also her 5-year-old daughter, Riley Reynolds, is in the basement as well. And they're watching Keith prepare this little meal. He's like flipping carrots up in the air. He's singing that song from The Little Mermaid. Chop, 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 chop. As he's cutting this, as he's cutting these vegetables up and stuff like that. To be <laughs> completely fair, I just looked at my notes. There's no mention of vegetables at all in this story. Actually, what happens is now that I look down, now that I read my notes a little bit clearer, he's in the kitchen. He is in the basement preparing dinner. <laughs> you're still just scratching your head and you're like, Jason, people don't prepare food in the basement. He is in the basement with uh, Christine and Riley. He's preparing dinner. And then all of a sudden he feels like something took him over. 
he feels like this force outside of his own consciousness entered his body. And at this point, whether or not he was chopping vegetables and singing a jaunty tune or not, he does grab a knife from the food preparation area and turns to face his girlfriend and begins stabbing her to death. Stabbing her, right? And then he turns to the five-year-old daughter and begins stabbing her to death, too. I'm not going to do sound effects for that one. (laughs) Even I know there's a limit. Even I know that's quite grim. Then he runs upstairs. Now, they're not alone in the house. They're just in the basement. This is a two-story house, not including the basement. He runs upstairs, and on the first floor is Christine's... It doesn't specifically say it's her mom, but Jacqueline Fusek. She's 63 years old. So, mom, grandma, I'm not for sure. Keith runs into the living room and he has this knife and he begins to stab Jacqueline. She, ah, stop it, stop it, stop it. Uh, 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 Gail stabbing her up, stabbing her like in the head. Ah, that's difficult, right? Because you got that big old skull, right? You figure the knife would be like glancing off. Like, how do you stab someone in the skull? Well, he doesn't stop there because he begins stabbing her in the neck and in the torso. So she's now laying on the couch, bleeding out. And there's one more person in the house. On the second floor of the house, there's Joseph Fosek. Now, he, like many of us have done many times before, is playing a video game with his headphones on. People blowing up, stuff like that. And he hears screaming coming from the living room. He takes his headphones off. He hears the screaming over his headphones playing the video games. He takes his headphones off, and right when he does, his bedroom door is kicked open, and there stands Keith holding this knife covered in the blood of Joseph's fellow family members. Joseph's sitting in his gaming chair, completely shocked about what's going on, when Keith runs in and starts stabbing him. Stabbing him and stuff like that. But... Joseph is able to kind of get the drop on Keith. They begin fighting over the knife. And eventually, Joseph gets the knife away from Keith. And at this point, Keith says, Whatever was controlling me, whatever entered my body in the basement, left. The minute the knife was removed from my hand, I suddenly felt like I was in control again. He said he stepped back and he looked and he saw that his hands were covered in cuts. Using a kitchen knife, here's a little tip. Using a kitchen knife is a really bad way to murder somebody or to assault somebody because they're not built to be covered in blood. When you stab someone with a combat knife, you, you're you going to get your hands slippery, right? But when you're stabbing someone with a good hilt, <laughs> some, some serial killer's taking notes, he's driving a car with a victim in his trunk. When you stab someone with a knife designed to stab people, You can still keep a good grip of it. But when you stab someone with a steak knife, when you stab someone with a knife that's used for cutting vegetables, what happens is I stab you, the knife is now covered in blood. And the next stab or the next swipe, my hand is actually going to move up the blade and I'll cut myself. It's very, very common to cut yourself while you're using a steak knife to murder people or to fight people. So that's what happened with this dude, right? He stabbed three people already, and he was stabbing Joseph, and the knife was sliding up and down his own hands and slicing his own hands. So he looks down, and he sees that his hands are sliced open, and he notices there's blood, and he's also realizing it's not just his blood. He's beginning to realize the horror that he just inflicted on this innocent family. He runs out of the house, tries to escape. 
Now, Christine and little Kylie, they died at the scene. Their wounds were so grievous that they just bled out in the home. However, Jacqueline and Joseph both survived. They both are doing totally fine, and they're still alive. And in case you were worried, in case you're like, wait, this guy ran away, is he still loose? No. Keith has been arrested, and that's how we know his side of the story. When the cops arrested him, he talks about that I was down in the basement. All of a sudden, I felt this force enter my body. This something was controlling me from outside. It took me over and made me stab all these people. Now, I don't think that's I don't really think that's going to hold up in court unless I'm on the jury. Longtime listeners of the show know that I have a fear. I think that's like the scariest thing is people just snapping, right? When I mean, trust me, if I'm in a house and someone's progressively getting crazier day by day, I'm not like, oh, that's not scary. I mean, I'm still gonna sleep with my lights on. I'm still gonna lock the door and everything like that. I'm not gonna be like boring. It's still terrifying to live with someone who's progressively getting crazier. But I think it is scarier if you're just sitting there playing Nintendo and then all of a sudden you're getting stabbed to death. (laughs) If you just think you're going to get stabbed to death over the next week, that's also scary. But when someone snaps, the thing about snapping that's scary is that it can happen to anybody, right? You could be the guy who's chopping vegetables. You could be the guy driving the car who all of a sudden swerves off the road and starts running people over. Because you just snapped. You're totally normal up until that moment. And when you add the element of not just having some sort of mental breakdown, but some sort of paranormal possession, like you're living your life completely normally, and then you're at the mini golf course and you're hitting balls and stuff like that, you're like, this is the life. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're standing on the corpses of a hundred children holding like a bloody club above your head as police are surrounding you, and you have no recollection of anything that happened between those two things. That's ultimately, I think that's so terrifying, right? Because you would be telling the police, no, no, it wasn't me. It was the the possessed hippo of hole 18. They're not going to believe you, right? (laughs) They might shut down the park. They might repair hole 18. But, like, if you just get possessed by something and you don't even know it's happening, that's scary. Like, I've always thought, like, what if you were driving down the road and the next thing you know you're sitting in the holding cell of a jail and you're, like, freezing cold and you're like, what happened? And they're like, well, you went on this rampage and then you stopped to play some mini golf and had another rampage and then you jumped in the lake. And that's why you're so cold. And you're like, uh, like you wouldn't know it was happening. So when I read this story, I was like, that's my worst fear. <laughs> it's a lot of my worst fears, eating vegetables, living in basements and going nuts. And as I read this article, I go, what a great way. <laughs> it's horrible that this family got massacred, right? But I'm thinking, what a great way to start off the second half of season 19, right? The next 50 episodes. What a great way to get started. A man who loses it and slaughters a family or half a family to be technical, but we're not going to quibble with facts. He did attack everyone. But then... I read this. This 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 might take away a lot of my fears of being possessed. Apparently, this guy had a history of <laughs> history of, of threatening to attack people with knives. So whether or not he just snapped that day, he did have like a couple previous restraining orders against him from or protective orders uh, against him from previous girlfriends. And one of them said, yeah, he told me that he was going to come to my work and slice my neck and then stab everybody I worked with. 
So I don't necessarily know if this guy was possessed or if he just really thought about stabbing people or both, right? I think that, like, if you wanted to stab people and a demon's looking around for, you know, some stabbing action, he would find you versus a guy who... <laughs> versus the guy who just wants to drown strangers. And they also found marijuana and mushrooms in the home. I, they haven't said whether or not he was high at the time. But it does take away a little, does take away a little bit of the, oh no, officers, I didn't have any control. When you have a history of threatening to stab people and you have hallucinogenic drugs in your house. But creepy nonetheless, right? It's possible, it's possible that a man who does a lot of drugs, who's talked multiple times about stabbing people, could also be possessed by a demon and then stab people. Barking bunny, let's go ahead and pick you up by the back of the neck, and we're going to put you in... I assume you're just a bunny-sized bunny, not like a giant bunny like Harvey. We're going to pick you up by your neck and put you in the carpenter copter and rub your belly once more. We are leaving behind Stewartstown, Pennsylvania. We're flying all the way out to Houston, Texas. I remember last year when I took a vacation. I usually take a longer vacation during the summer. I schedule some time off of work. I go to California and hang out with my family. Last year, my vacation had just started, and the Wayfair conspiracy theory popped up. Remember that? Where apparently... It was weird, right? It was super weird. I never really covered it on the show. I mentioned it once or twice. Because by the time I got back into town to start recording new episodes, people had kind of moved on, but... The Wayfair conspiracy theory was basically you could buy, there'd be listings for pillows or cabinets for $10,000. You'd see the name of the storage unit, this big metal file cabinet, and it would be called like Model Josie, and then da 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 da, $10,000. And people started to connect like the cabinets to the names of actual missing people. And I, I picked the name Josie off the top of my head. Some of the names were kind of exotic, and they didn't match up to people, children who had gone missing. So it was a weird connection. Like, I never completely, like, blew it off. I never did a deep dive into it, because it was being covered by the mainstream media. I'm pretty sure, like, Wayfair made a statement about it. I remember seeing it all over the place. I wasn't able to cover it, right? It was kind of done by the time I got back. But if you don't remember, is basically this website where you could order items wholesale was selling these, and it was actually a cover for human trafficking. So you would buy the cabinet, and when the cabinet got shipped to you, you'd open it up, and there'd be a kidnapped kid in it. So it was some sort of child trafficking thing, which I think would actually be quite surprising if you actually bought one of these cabinets. You're like, I really need storage space, and I have all this money. And then you open it up, and a 10-year-old girl jumps out of it. You'd be quite shocked. But yeah, that conspiracy theory happened last... I believe it was last summer. And then the same thing kind of happened this time. While I was on vacation... A brand new conspiracy theory popped up, and it's so similar, yet different. And I have a conspiracy theory of why these even are taking the path they are. This whole thing is just so weird. But let's go ahead and start this off with, once again, on my quest to get my YouTube channel removed, as we talk about these topics once again. And that's part of the conspiracy theory, too, as well. Just by talking about this, I could get the whole podcast shut down. But let's take a look at this. I do think it's, I do think it's worth risking my podcast to explore. On August 19th, 2022, is when this conspiracy theory first popped up. There was a poster on 4chan. There's an anonymous poster on 4chan who notices something weird going on. I think specifically the board was politically incorrect, which is their politically incorrect board. But... August 19th, 2022, this guy finds a suspicious series of listings 
in Houston, Texas, he finds a lot of aquariums that have a very simple naming structure. It's two letters and then aquariums. So you'd have HX aquariums, RC aquariums, AR aquariums. And he found a bunch of these posted in a very, very small geographical area. And he basically just says, WTF did I find here? That's kind of his first post. He wants to know, does this mean anything? It actually, WTF did I stumble on was the actual name of the post. But. Oh, and I want to say this too. This was recommended to me by a listener, but they said they didn't want to be connected to this. I'm assuming they don't want their accounts shut down as well, but a listener did uh, send this to me that said, please don't use my name. So, But I wanted to acknowledge that they did request the story. You had this... So thank you. Thank you for that. You have this thing going on here, and immediately the internet sleuths start to go to work. And the first thing you see with this is there's always a very common thing to jump to in conspiracy theories. They go, why would there be X? As in when the Denver airport was built, the Denver International Airport, which has all these connections to conspiracy theories, there's this theory that it's actually a hideout, a bunker for the world's elite to live underneath the airport. And people who believe that conspiracy theory go, the airport cost a billion dollars to build. That's a lot of money for an airport. But then you have to ask the question, how much does how much does an airport normally cost? And that's one of the things we look at when we look at this aquarium one. They go, why are there so many aquariums in such a small geographical area? Well, Houston, Texas has 2.3 million people in it. So the first question you would want to look at is how many aquariums do you normally find in a city of that size? Now, I never go to the aquarium, right? I find fish pretty boring unless they're like attacking me. <laughs> and then it's the most exciting thing of my life. But, you know, fish swimming around, they're pretty to look at, but I'm not going to pay money to go see them. So my question would be, <laughs> zero to one would be the amount of aquariums you would need in a major city. But you ask, is there a lot of aquariums in Houston as compared to other cities of the population base? The pushback against that, and this is a very fascinating conspiracy theory. I'm not just going to be talking about whether or not aquariums are cool is people say you can actually mimic this in most cities in America, if not around the world. You can look at your city, and there will be multiple aquariums with this two-letter beginning. QR Aquariums. HA Aquariums. Whatever it is. I'm making these, I'm picking these combinations out of my buttocks, but... That's what this is going on. Now, when people are seeing this and people are starting to realize that there are a lot of aquariums like this, people start to really get into this conspiracy theory. But it always keeps coming back to Texas. When you when you read these threads, you'll start to see people go, oh, I see this somewhere else. But for whatever reason, the conspiracy theory keeps redirecting to Texas. The cons these are basically the options of what this could be. One, it could be some sort of bizarre tax shelter or money laundering. That's theory one, right? That it's just a way to hide money. Theory two is that these are actual aquariums, but the reason why there seems to be a bunch of them... And apparently, a lot of times, these are found in kind of shady places. You go to HR Aquarium on Google Maps, and it'll show, like... It'll show, like, a wood... <laughs> it'll show a wooded area. It'll show a place where you don't expect an aquarium to be. It'll show kind of a house down the lane. So people go, it's possible that these aquariums are doing illegal things, but it's not like there's some sort of tax haven. They're actually selling illegal coral or illegal fish. So that's why it's kind of off the beaten path. My question to that would be, well, then why are they on Google Maps? 
Why are you able to find this stuff? Generally, people who engage in criminal activity don't put the don't put a pin on Google Earth and say this is where you can buy the best crack. So if they're selling this, you know, a lot of illegal businesses just go by word of mouth. But that's one of the conspiracy theories. So we have that these are actually just shell companies to launder money. The other one is that they're engaging in some sort of illegal business. And, and let me say, really, the first theory is that they're all legitimate aquariums. And some of them are just bad. Some of them are bad at being an aquarium. It's just a lake or it's just a guy with a, a fishbowl sitting in his house. But so we have these different conspiracy theories, but it only takes it only takes about an hour. From the very first post WTF did I stumble upon to within one hour. Child trafficking. These aquarium businesses, and there's a lot of them. Some of them are legit. Some of them are a trailer in a wooded area. But these suspicious amount, quote-unquote suspicious amount of aquariums in this city, child trafficking. And it is so interesting to see how quickly this turns. And then it starts to become aquariums means that the children are kept in giant glass boxes. Because we know historically that's the best way to keep a sentient species in one of the most breakable walls possible. That these children are kept in literal aquariums, right? They're trapped in aquariums and perverts will then come to the aquarium. Not to see an orca, not to see a great white shark swimming around, but to see kids behind glass. And this is where I think the story behind the conspiracy theory becomes even weirder than the conspiracy theory itself. Because once that gets introduced, when people really started talking about this outside of these threads on 4chan, they go straight to the child trafficking thing. They accept it as truth, and a lot of stuff has been accepted as truth in this conspiracy theory. This is a very, very new conspiracy theory. They already have these connections. They go, guys, when you go to Google Earth and look at these aquariums, whether or not it is a storefront, whether or not it is at a strip mall, or whether or not it is a house, they seem to have a star on them. There's like a star painting or a star poster or a metal star. So stars, we know, if you turn them upside down, are satanic. We also got to remember, though, we're in the Lone Star State which is Texas, so unless the Cowboys are actually a big satanic group, unless all fans of the Dallas Cowboys are satanic. See, this is where it starts to get weird, doesn't it? They make this connection. I don't know if that's why they keep bringing it back to Texas, because they make the connection. They say that these businesses almost always, see, there's a big difference between always and almost always, has a star at or near the location, and even then we get all this wiggle room. Well, it's in the Lone Star State. But what I find so, and, and I could go on and on. There's a lot of other stuff. It's possibly linked to, there's a website in India called helpmecovid.com that some of these businesses appeared on and they thought maybe it was a way to take COVID relief money that was being issued. There's a whole lot of other conspiracy theories. Some people say these businesses exist in the maps, but they have no LLC paperwork. And to really verify that, you'd have to go through every single one and look up their LLC paperwork. They say that they never uh, paid any taxes. And these are statements that people are making online anonymously, and then you'll see it reported somewhere else as fact. When that website's not checking the LLC paperwork of all these businesses in Houston or in Austin or wherever else within or without Texas, we start to see all these other conspiracy theories pop up and so on and so on. 
But I wanted to take a, another look at this as a conspiracy theory as a whole to wrap this up. Because we could go into... I mean, I could read you off the LLC listings of all these businesses. Um, we could do a sample and find out how many of them actually do have LLC set up. And, and again, I would ask the question is, this is truly illegal. Why would you be... Oh, and that's another thing. Apparently, people are also now faking businesses. People are... Because you can just put a pin of a business in Google Earth and say, claim this business. People are finding some remote area and putting a little pin there and saying... QR aquariums, the best viewing in town just to freak people out. So the conspiracy theory has gone from a person innocently discovering this to these are the reasons why legit and illegal these may exist to pedophilia cabal, right? Straight to Pizzagate. And that's why they call it Aquarium Gate. That's the first time I'm using that name in this episode other than the title. But Aquarium Gate is a name for this conspiracy theory. All the way to now, people are using it to troll other people. People are faking these listings. And apparently some of these pins that were norm first discovered are gone now. So there's this whole, it's become a very short period of time. I'm recording this um, on the 30th, August 30th. So just 11 days later, it's gone from mystery to pedophilia cabal to troll. You know, now they're trolling each other by making up these fake listings. But let's take a step back from Aquarium Gate because at the end of the day, some of it could be totally legit, right? Some of it could be illegal. Some of it could be someone just is really bad at running an aquarium, or there's a out of it's a home based business and they call it aquarium, but they are selling all these aquarium supplies. Some of it could actually be a tax shelter or a, a drug trafficking business, a front, a way to launder money, or whatever. It could be even worse than that, human trafficking. But let's step back from all of that for a second and take a look at why... I'm not going to rant about this too long because I do have a theory. I've developed a theory because of this. Why do these conspiracy theories always fall into the world of pedophilia? Like, I get it. That's like the grossest thing you could possibly be a part of. I said the other day, I would rather do... 20 years in prison for murder than five years for anything associated with a child. Even though you'd get out quicker, you're a scumbag, right? But, you know, you do 20 years, you come out, you've murdered a guy. People are always going to ask, hey, man, what was it like? You're like, dude, I was just chopping vegetables one day, and the next thing I know, I was in prison. It's the worst thing you can be accused of. It's the worst thing you can be a part of. So, But why does it always default to that? When we had the Pizzagate scenario of, you know, the Clinton administration being tied into a pedophilia ring and stuff like that because of the code on the napkins. People were saying, I want seven to nine slices of pizza at this party. And someone else goes, I want 10 to 12 slices of pizza. You're like, who can eat that much pizza outside of <laughs> outside of me? I could eat a lot of pizza. but And so it became this code for that's the age of kid they wanted at this party. That's where Pizzagate started. And then it evolved. And that's what it was. And there was another letter saying, don't worry, we're going to have entertainment at the party. We have three kids. And they named the kids. And they said six, nine, and 12 or whatever were their ages. People like, why would you care what kids are coming to the party or what type of entertainment? And even if they were like a traveling talent act, why do you need to know their ages? Those two pieces of information is where it became Comet Pizza, Ping Pong Pizza pizza in Washington, D.C. as a basement where they traffic children. It came off of these hacked emails from Hillary Clinton. That was the origin of Pizzagate. Now, that when you look at that stuff, I'm not saying that Hillary Clinton actually was trafficking kids, but when you look at those codes, those are weird codes. How Who orders pizza and says, I want 9 to 12 slices? 
So that that's they go, well, this code must mean this. But then when you got to the Wayfair scandal, when you got to this thing like, oh, someone's buying the shed, it must be a trafficked kid. You go, well, listen, there's a lot of reasons why you would pay $10,000 for a locker. The picture might look busted, but it's possible that this is an industrial locker that you do sell for $10,000. And if it is illegal, it could be anything from guns to drugs to human trafficking, i.e. smuggling people over the border, to pedophilia trafficking, sex trafficking, right? So why did the sex trafficking one hit so quickly? With this one, we actually can watch. These threads were archived right away. We can actually see how quickly it evolves. It took one hour to go from, wow, this might just be a coincidence. This might be a mystery. This could be drug smuggling. It could be tax havens. Two, it's pedophilia. And it's been that way ever since. That's just how this conspiracy theory is addressed. The star is satanic. It's not because it's in Texas. A satanic thing doesn't really fly with a tax haven. It doesn't really fly with a drug front, right? Satanic, pedophilia, symbol, star, that stuff goes together. So it very, very quickly went to the pedophilia thing. And I get it. It's the worst thing to be connected to. But why is that happening? Now, on the one hand, it could be because people tend to imagine the worst thing possible. But an hour into it, an hour into this conspiracy theory, we're already with that. There's been a lot of talk recently about how much of the internet is bots. And it's interesting because now a lot of websites are using the delay. So when you go to log on a website, they're like, we're going to verify that you're human. Big websites do this now. And every so often there's a little box that pops up. It's a little factoid about the internet. And it says, like, friendly tip. There are a lot of friendly bots on the internet. I'm like, why? why? I'm not going to hang out with these guys. Why do I need to know that there's friendly bots on the internet doing friendly stuff? Just get me to the website. I don't need to learn something about the internet each time I try to log on to a website. This CAPTCHA pause. It's to prevent DDoS attacks, denial of service attacks. But this has been popping up more and more often. There's been a lot of talk about bots, whether it's Elon Musk backing out of the Twitter deal because of bots, or the Twitter whistleblower saying they don't even know how many bots and they don't care. The people who are in charge of Twitter, they've never really seriously looked into that. Whether it's the empty internet theory on the conspiracy theory iceberg that a lot of the internet is bots. We think we're interacting with other people, but we're not. To this, I don't even think this is a conspiracy theory that it's true, that there is a concentrated effort to destroy the old internet, to straight up mud flood the old internet. So when you go to look for news before, say, two or three years ago, it's a lot harder to. And I can attest that that's true, because I've always been looking at older stuff. It has gotten harder to find those personalized web pages that are still up, if you want to learn about the history of Optimus Prime, you're going to be directed to Wikipedia pages and some newer websites versus the websites that were built back in 2003. Now, of course, some of those websites could be gone. But I do think there is an effort to mud flood out to basically destroy the older Internet. So it's easier to control, right? But that also would involve bots, because there would be no human who would be able to make all those decisions constantly. So you'd have bots crawling the web. Deciding which pages stay and which pages are buried. And if they, you do have this huge army of bots, are they all individualized bots? Or are there, like a many science fiction authors will say, and conspiracy theorists, is there an AI controlling all of this stuff? Maybe not one, 
for the entire globe, but maybe a series of them based on the governments that they're operated out of, and maybe a few privately owned big programs as well. And when I'm saying AI, I'm not talking full-on Skynet, full-on Roku Baskalic type of AI at this point, but just programs that are doing the work of humans that humans can't do. There's just too much information going in and out. And we do have, we do know that bots are posting on Twitter and they appear to be human. We do know that bots are posting on 4chan and they appear to be human. People have complained. People have said, I've seen posts that I've placed reappear on other boards. And I, I it's word for word what I wrote. They wrote something and three weeks later they see it on another board on another topic. But then again, as a troll, people immediately begin taking that post that someone wrote, complaining that they've seen their post other places, and begin putting that post other places. And not like create, not like copy pasta either. He goes, it wasn't some funny thing that I wrote. I just wrote an opinion about something, and I saw I read my own opinion a week later on another board. So we know they exist on Twitter, we know they exist on Fortune, they most likely also all over Reddit as well. So all these main places, how many humans are you interacting with? How many are just bots? That's the idea behind the empty internet theory. And my conspiracy theory is that it is not the human need to look at the darkest aspects of humanity to say, the worst thing I can possibly think of is a human trafficking ring that involves kidnapped children. I That is the worst possible thing you can think of. And because we often dwell in the darkness... Right? We're not dark people ourselves, but we do have a morbid sense of reality. Right, And that's everybody. Everybody's like that. When someone gives you a mystery, a lot of times we'll take it to the nth degree. That's just part of human nature. So that could be why this stuff always ends in pedophilia. Right, It's this thing that gets your stomach in a knot. But what if it isn't that? Let's put on our conspiracy caps and wrap up this episode. It ran a little long, but let's take a look at this here. What if it is the bots of the internet, the AI or AIs of the internet, realizing that the number one way to get engagement, the number one way to get clicks, and we know this is a fact, is outrage clicks, right? And it is the bots. It is the bots that always accelerate towards the pedophilia. Not the theory itself, not the guy who posted it the first time, not the people who... I'm not saying everyone who's interacted with this is the bots. But what if it's the bots that are the ones who promote this theory above all others? And not because it has some sort of sinister implications, but because they know people will click on it. They know people will try to investigate it. Because it makes you so sick that you can't look away. What if that's why conspiracy theories tend to go to that darkest point? Because when you look at those websites like Real Raw News and Dark Outposts, which are really, really hardcore conspiracy theory websites, they always go to that theory. And you go, Jason, the reason why they always go to that theory is because that is true. That is the theory. People in powerful positions are pedophiles. That absolutely could be the case. I do believe, I believe there's pedophiles in all walks of life, right? And some of them are incredibly powerful people, but why do these conspiracy theories within an hour become pedophiles? It's pedophiles all the way down. I, I don't understand why that happens 
And we have it happening three times. I think the code and the... Again, it could have been drugs. It could have been anything. Again, I'm not trying to say that that's exactly what it was. But when I read those emails, I go, that is weird. That is a really weird way to phrase how many slices of pizza you want. But the Wayfair one, I thought, this is weird. I don't know if it's necessarily human trafficking. It could be legit. I've never bought a giant... I've never bought a giant file cabinet. The pillows were weird. The pillows were $1,000 each. And even the mainstream media didn't even really bring up the pillows because they didn't have an answer for that. For the giant uh, file cabinets, they go, well, these are industrial file cabinets. So there's no such thing as an industrial pillow. But anyways, there's always... And I, I don't have all the answers. I never claim to have all the answers, but... I just think it's so weird that it goes to that level. Now, what's interesting is whether or not there is a bot, whether or not there are AIs pushing us towards these darkest points of humanity to get more clicks, I don't have the answer for that either. Is it possible that the bots, when they look, when the AI overlords look at the internet as a whole... Because we don't see it, right? We don't see the worst stuff out there. At the very most, you may go to a Reddit board or a 4chan board that has gore on it, right? Cartel beheadings or something like that. And you go, ah, that's enough for me today. <laughs> Tomorrow I will be back to look at more horrible violence, but that's enough for me today. And to most of us never even go, I don't go to none of that stuff, but most of us don't even go there. But there are people who go there and whatever, they're viewing that horrible imagery and even they don't know how dark the internet gets. They hear whispers of it, right? You see it in news articles. There's a whole chunk of the internet and a whole huge portion of the dark web, the deep web, that has this horrific imagery on it, far beyond cartel beheadings. We're now in the area of stuff I don't even want to talk about. Now we're in the area of like snuff videos, all of this stuff out there. Now we don't see that. Most of humanity never sees that. You hear about it again in newspaper articles. But the AI sees all of it, and it sees all of it like a, a soulless god, right? Looking down at human suffering that's been caught on video, immortalized in ones and zeros, this digital file that's floating around, and while 99.99999% of humanity will never even know that file existed, the AI knows it. And it doesn't see it as any different than a video of a happy dog dancing to beat it. So that if that is the AI that's creating these bots, it would weigh all these things equally. And it goes, well, I know that all of this horrible stuff exists. And it would look at it without the eyes of a human consciousness, a human soul, right? It doesn't see the... the, the depraved evil in that image it sees it simply as an image as a video and it may be thinking i'm just going to put it in this conspiracy theory because i know people are going to click on links that have these words in it child trafficking sex trafficking child sex trafficking and the bots are building in this conspiracy theory it'll be interesting to find out exactly how much of the internet is human controlled or human you know it used to all be there's not anymore. And it will be very interesting if we ever find out what that is. If we ever find out that 30% of Twitter is bots. It would change the game. 30% of 4chan is bots. 30% of Reddit. All these people that you thought you were interacting with were actually just bot accounts. AI-driven accounts for whatever reason. Either it's trying to promote an ideology or it's simply testing itself to someday promote an ideology. It would be really interesting. Imagine if you found out that one-third of your friends didn't exist. 
What if you found out that one-third of the people that you interacted with on a regular basis did not exist? So fascinating. It's such a fascinating thing. It's a conspiracy theory, theory that in and of itself is weird, and we can find a conspiracy theory in it as well. Are these theories being propagated by humans or by bots looking for clicks? How many of the conspiracy theories that you personally believe in or I personally believe in aren't real? We're coming, we're coming across it a year after it was established, and we're like, wow, that is really weird, those connections. But if we were there in the first week, we would see how things were whittled away and things, you know, edges were sanded off. And imagine then that there was an AI doing that thing. It wasn't a group of humans sitting around and trying to figure out what could be going on. It was a group of humans and three or four bots, people who don't exist, who are part of this conversation going on. This conspiracy theory is pretty quickly getting wiped off the internet, and a lot of people attribute it to a cover-up. It's actually... And, th and again, we're going to wrap it up like this. I know I've said it two or three times. I wanted to address this. This isn't a super dramatic ending, but this this is getting wiped off the internet because it includes a lot of doxing people. They're posting addresses. They're posting names of businesses. All of the initials that I used, were just, I was just pulling them off the top of my head, but people are like, this place is a child trafficking business, and it was a picture of a house in a wooded area in Houston, Texas. That's not what I'm doing. It's possible. Listen, I'm always running. I think about it before I do episodes like this. The whole podcast could get taken down because I'm talking about this story, right? And YouTube has basically throttled me once again. I did really good there and got a bunch of subs when I was you know, for a while there, but they throttle me from time to time, but I have to make a choice. Am I going to do really cool topics like this that we can look into the world of conspiracy theory at the risk of getting shadow banned, right? Or do I not cover topics like this and know they are really cool and really intriguing and really neat to kind of take apart and see and just talk about the same garbage that everyone else is talking about. I would rather take these risks. Listen, if the podcast got shut down, I'd be bummed. But this is just so fascinating to me. And I hope you guys, I hope you guys found it fascinating. I don't think anything's going to happen to the podcast, but you got to take those risks, right? Otherwise, you just become the same show everyone else is putting out, and I don't want that, and you don't want that. But maybe the AI wants that. Maybe they're like, nope, got to put out the same show. And at that point, you know, you just kind of got to pack it up and leave. But that, we're not planning on doing that anytime soon, as long as the AI doesn't personally strangle me in my sleep. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm so glad you listened to it today. Thanks for having patience during my vacation. See you guys tomorrow.